Hello all. Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast. Episode number 84. Yep. And, uh... This episode is uh, recorded live in Petoskey, overlooking the what's the bay there? Little Traverse Bay. Little Traverse Bay. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we are in the like semi lobby slash coffee area of a hotel, uh, so you'll hear some background noise. Never mind that, doctor's orders and such. Uh, so uh, it's been a while. Yes, we've been really quite busy going crazy, running around the countryside and playing music and doing all this good stuff. It's it's really, really difficult <laughs> right now for me to... Even though we're as close as we are, it's still difficult. But uh, things will get better. Uh, I, I think that'll probably be the longest gap between podcasts. How long, how long has it been? Two weeks? Three weeks? Longer than that. It's been has it been a month? It's been probably a month. Hopefully that's the longest gap ever. But um, anyway, yeah. lots to talk about. Yeah, we got a ton of stuff going on. We better Ooh. we better get right to it. Yep. So got, go ahead. So the reason we're in the lobby of this hotel was uh, that uh, there's some sickness at Jim's house. Yeah, my wife has got the flu. Well, and Jim Jim and I had this huge plan to make. Uh, Oh, his famous sausage and sauerkraut. And I was all into it. Yep. And, and my I was, wife said, don't even come home. Yeah. <laughs> and I I was going to make uh, uh, split pea with ham soup to go with that because that's like a fantastic mm, combination. That's perfect. That's but perfect. that got, uh, got next. So we're at my lobby of my hotel in Tatoski. So, uh, so I'm going to tell a sausage and sauerkraut story because uh, I got, can. Is I it got gas. No, uh, but I can mix in some funny sound stuff. <laughs> so from out in Deadwood, um, South Dakota, on a little family trip out there, and uh, as you know, wherever there are mines, there are Cornish miners, mm-hmm. and wherever pasties. there are Cornish miners, there are pasties. Well, so the other day. I'm up at Old Mission General Store in Old Mission, and uh, it's like literally like right by my house, so I go there all the time. And we brought the in-laws there, and we ordered a, a pasty and like some other stuff. And the pasty they brought out was like bigger than a football, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like how are we ever going to eat that? You know, because like pasties to me are supposed to be like hot pocket size. Right. Right. Well, so. Um, we're up there in Deadwood, and I got up early one morning because uh, we are supposed to leave, and I needed to get gas, and I wanted coffee and stuff. So I got up. Everybody else stayed in bed. On a doubt, a lot of different levels you needed to get gas. Right. Yep. So <laughs> I go to this place, and uh, this convenience store, which is on the edge of Deadwood, leading up to this town called Lead. And Lead is where the mines are. Stopped at this little convenience store, filled up with gas kind of looked around and I was like enjoying the wares because it was different than what I was used to. 
and they had a little thing of pasties, and they had uh, coffee and all this. And so I'm in there shopping, looking around. I was about to go get coffee, and there's this little silver bell above the door. Shame! That rings, right? When they walk through, shame! Like that, you know? <laughs> it was like that. This little silver barrel walk it rings, and this, this Native American walks in. And he has a top hat on, like an old-fashioned top really? hat. And he had gray hair. And he had the braids and, like, the brown eyes. <laughs> and he had on, like, a turquoise western shirt and, like, a vest and, like, old dungarees, like I'm wearing now, like this, only gray. <laughs> and boots and, like, a big-ass belt buckle and all of this. And he walks in, and I'm, like, captivated. Like, I can't, I can't look away. I'm like, oh, my gosh. What's this guy going to do? So I'm like kind of standing back observing, and he walks over to the coffee. And they had a one of those honeybee things out, those bears that right, were right, like right. honey that uh, Prometheus Design put out. Yep. Um, well, they uh, he goes over, and it's full. And he gets a 20-ounce coffee and proceeds to like dump the entire thing of honey. Oh, like, my no, God. No, really, the entire bottle before the coffee right and he puts a splash of coffee in there like literally a <laughs> splash puts the lid back on and uh he so then i'm getting my coffee after this and i'm like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever you know because like you know you're going to remember that forever that's right and uh then he walks over to the pasties case and i'm like following him like a moth like next to a candle right and I walk up, and he looks in at the pasties, and he goes, Sausage and sauerkraut. Ugh, it's too early for that. <laughs> and so, so whenever there's any sausage or any sauerkraut anywhere in our vicinity, I always say that. <laughs> sausage and sauerkraut. Ugh. Ugh, it's too early for that. And, of course, what did I buy? Sausage and sauerkraut pasty, and then we were in the car for 12 hours. <laughs> you were you were gassing everybody up. Oh yeah, and I, I also you were gassing you on a different level. I stopped for a bean burrito for lunch Ooh, just to nice. be sure. Gut bombs. Yep, yep. Gut so, bombs. Uh, by the way, the convenience store bean and cheese burritos are like terrible for you, but it's one of my favorite road foods. <laughs> um, anyway, knife news. Uh, okay, so. Couple things coming out. Bark River is today doing their competition cleaver. Have you seen the competition, uh, the knife competition that they do? They chop the golf ball and uh, chop the rope, and it's under time. They chop a two yeah, by four. Yeah, there's, there's all that kind of stuff. Show. I, I, I'm trying to think of what they're called, but anyways, they're making a. Uh, um, Bark River's making a competition uh, cleaver for that. Okay. That's that probably will be very competitive. Uh-huh. Um, so making them out of the blanks of yep, that one particular yep. knife. No, no, no. Oh, they he ended up doing something different with those. Okay. But he uh, but but these are these meet the specs. Okay. Those knives have to be within a certain spec and yeah yeah absolutely you know to do to. that. So so those are being done. Uh, I think they'll you'll see those appearing next week, and then. Um, <laughs> He's making a Jody Sampson barong, and I was trying to hunt for a picture of it, and he might send me one yet while we're on the podcast. But it's 
it's a humongous barong. You, hmm. you remember seeing the one that he's got, the Joey yeah, yeah. Sampson one? Well, I don't, I don't, I probably it's got like seen an ivory micarta scale handles on it. Yeah, yeah, it's floating around his office. It's pretty cool looking. Huh. This thing is another foot longer. Yeah, that's probably it. Okay, so he just sent a pick. Hopefully, yeah, that's it. That's what it is. And um, and so the uh, uh, so that's I guess that's in heat treat right now, or that's getting ground or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's going to be out in a couple weeks. Okay. Actually, yes, he did send me a picture of it. You're going to laugh. Oh my God! <laughs> what are you going to do with that thing? Anything you want. That's, yeah. a, that's a serious barong. That looks very, very Filipino. Well, it is. I yeah. think that's the whole key. It's that's like pretty authentic looking. Yep. 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 And so that's I, and that might be why it's a longer than the Jody Sampson one is. Yeah. But it's got that exact same shape. Anyways, yeah. it's going to be all about badass. I don't know how many he's making of them, but I bet you they're already almost all sold. Wow. And so, <clears throat> so he's got that going, and then. The other thing, it's uh, Jason at uh, uh, DLT has got a knife that uh, is is being pictured today, I guess, meaning it's going through the picture process. So all of them are getting uh, pictures on it, and that's the uh, that's an Aurora. It's an Aurora handle with a Canadian special blade on it. Okay, and that's and they're doing that for ambush knives. Which is going to be an interesting, interesting knife. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a lot of guys like that um, Canadian, that Canadian special blade shape. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a useful blade. It's yep. a continuous yep. curve. That's yep. kind of what I'm into. Yep. Exactly. And then of course, my American Knife Compact was out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And and that's a sweetheart. Yeah, I like it. Honestly, of the two, this is. This is the one I like better. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with the the well, red handle one. The handle's bigger. The, the handle's handle bigger, is bigger the blade than the other bigger. one. Well, this isn't a compact here, is it? Yeah, they're both compacts. Oh, they're both compacts. Yeah. So the, on the um, on the original uh, forest knife, the handle was longer and the blade was longer. And I honestly, I find myself using shorter bladed knives mm-hmm. more. Than anything, and and this is even though the handle is shorter on this, it is um, comfortable in a lot of different yep. grips. So um, it's it's a it's, it's, it's a very one adult it. knife. Yeah, and it's well because if you screw around with it, you're going to cut yourself. Yeah, it's very guard. It's guardless. Um, very very Scandinavian. Yep. Looking, you know. Yep. Uh, and it's been very well received. Yeah, you know, I, it, they're selling. They're selling pretty well. And a uh, couple weeks, we've got the next uh, um, the the big size is coming out next. In uh, I want to say two weeks. I think okay, it's two weeks, two or three weeks. Yeah, and that's going to be a. Uh, it's like ten percent larger than the than the regular forest. So okay. it's going to be uh, the compact forest, the forest, and the forest large. Yeah. For me, probably the compact forest is the one that is the most bang for the buck for mm-hmm. me, or not bang for the buck, but that's the, that's of of the three sizes. That's probably the one. And, and I've been using. Uh, I, in fact, I just lent mine out to some friends of mine to do a video. Um, 
<laughs> they're doing a they're doing a video with uh, um, putting up root crops in in a cellar. Oh, so okay. they're prepping using the knives for prepping. That would be interesting. Um, I think they're going to call themselves the Survival Sisters. Okay. And it, it's a couple of uh, young local local young ladies that are uh, pretty interesting, very artistic, um, very earthy, okay, down to earth type people. You know, they they know a lot of stuff. They they're they're thinking that they want to share some of their skills. So that'll be kind of interesting to to see what they turn out in in the video realm. Um, Cool. Got my prototype done for, yeah, nice. for this big gigantic one. That's not the forest one though. That's something else. This is else. the cruiser. Yeah. So, uh, not the cruiser series. This is the. I don't know what the name of the series is yet because we haven't named it. Okay. We're thinking camp series, but we're not sure. Yeah, it's like a good camp looking camp knife. Mm-hmm. It's like what you would have. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It has a has a very unique feel to it, and people kind of like it. So Jim has a seven and a half inch blade out and like the cleaning ladies are walking by like giving us dirty looks and stuff so um, i'll chop her vacuum cleaner in half uh so uh so that's new uh also new um derek from uh knife ship free did an exclusive with uh benchmade uh just for derek's store and i bought one uh they're fantastic it's the benchmade striker 908BK-1501, and so it's got a carbon fiber handle with uh, uh, a drop point blade, no recurve to the blade whatsoever. Uh, it's very comparable in my mind to a 710, just a little bit different blade shape, a little bit shorter blade, um, but size-wise, uh, it's a little bit shorter overall length, like less than an inch shorter overall length, and I think it's maybe the blade is not quite as tall. And there's not a recurve in it. Yeah, there's maybe half an inch difference in the blade length with the 710 being longer. But surprisingly... Um, Very comfortable in your hands. Yeah, it's marketed as a... Uh, Why is it in the lockdown? What? Get it out. Well, I'll get it out in a sec. It's, um, it's Surprisingly, it is uh, marketed as a... Um, is it lighter? lighter knife? It's three grams lighter. So well, it's, I'll tell for you, all practical purposes, not. it's it, well. It's it's essentially the same size and same weight. It is a little bit trimmer, uh, and you can look up the specs on Knives Ship Free and compare the two knives. But essentially, same size knife. Um, the handle obviously is different on the on the Derek Special. Uh, I like the blade shape more. I'm much more likely to find usefulness out of the blade shape. And, of course, it's axis lock. It's got carbon fiber handles, the little blue spacer pins, black liners, um, and then some super steel, like CPM M4. What is that? That's what this is. No, that's D2. The sure, that's, this are D2? D2. They're not. They were M4, too. No, they're D2, glasses. unless you have some crazy special edition. They made them. I know they made them. Yeah, this is probably D2, but I think my other one is M4. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, this one's D2. Um, it's it's not a... It's. I don't know if it's any fancier or any... Um, 
any better than I'm not a steel snob, so it's hard for me to get excited yeah. about a about another blade steel. But M4, I'm trying to think of what knives I've had with M4 in it. It's it's a great blade steel. I mean, it's just, I just don't notice the difference. Yeah, really, but. I, and that's the, and that's the point. It's like you get the same kind of response from uh, from a from an, a D2 blade or an A an A1 or an A2 blade as you would with an M4 blade. I mean, I'm I'm not seeing that much dramatic difference. Um, where you're going to see the difference is probably in the heat treat. Yeah, that, you, and you're, you know, a poorly heat treated knife, even if it's of a super steel, it's going to be is, garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be crap. Yeah, so. the, the heat treat has to be done right. That's the key with all of it. Um, and Benchmade, you know, they have a good reputation for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so, pretty much any kind of a Benchmade product, if it's new or unique, and I like the looks of it, I'll probably buy it. And so I got pretty excited about this one because it's an exclusive. The other Benchmade um, I have that I'm really fond of or was really fond of is the 940. And I gave that away as a gift. But someday I'll buy another one. Of course, with the Benchmades, it's uh, ambidextrous because it's got an ambidextrous thumb stud. The lock is the axis lock. So that's ambidextrous. And then the... the it's a tip-up carry with reversible clip, so it's a it's a good knife. Um, check it out; you might like it. Oh, you will like it. Yeah, you will like it. There's you know, nothing. Not I'm not seeing everyone. anything wrong with it. Might not be for everyone, but for me, it was for me. So the so the the actual specs I weighed each of the knives. The Striker is 131 grams, and the 710 is 135. And literally, there's a fraction of an inch difference in the thickness of the handle and stuff like that. So look up the specs if you want to, um, but you can also, if you're smart, just take my word for it. <laughs> so I did that research. Well, how come you didn't get this with my initials on it? Yeah, because it's mine. <laughs> so uh, other no- new knives, uh, and then that can lead into an update. Uh, I got... Uh, I ordered another Daryl knife. So, but they're going to kill Daryl off. They better not. Yeah. I'll Season stop five. watching. I'll stop watching. I haven't told you that. No, he's still alive. I saw the promos for season six. That was a re- that was a uh, f- uh, flashback. Well, at any rate, um, <laughs> I'll stop watching if they kill Daryl. So, uh, he's got the Team Gemini knife. They're actually. I heard a rumor that they were gonna. I don't know who who released that rumor, but. Well, they better not. Anyway, uh, so Bussy's doing this thing every two weeks. They're going to put out what's called a battle-grade knife. And uh, it's basically they're the same knife shape, same dimension, same everything. It's just they're using SR-101 steel instead of Infi. And what is SR-101? I have no clue, but I think it's the same stuff that, like, the Swamp Rat. And it's I think it's – somebody told me, and, again, this is knife – lore hearsay that it's basically 52-100 steel that's a little different heat treat no 52-1 no you're wrong Mike knows what steel that is so do I well it's but it's not 52-100 it's chipper (laughs) steel right it's it's I'm not going to say what it is well but I know what it is it's easily figured out and it's it's with a different heat treat right and it's it's good steel I mean I'm, I'm a fan of it um but it's not some magical proprietary formula. It's not lightsaber stuff. Right. But I, I may, may make some knives out of that. 
the 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 deal is is like I don't know what it is. I like those knives, and I know I shouldn't, but I like them. And so, you know, I have the Badger, the Boss Jack, the Team Gemini, and now I actually have two of them because I ordered a, uh, a tan blade with black and tan, tan G10. Hmm. So that should look pretty striking. That'd I be think. awesome. And I'm hoping it fits in my sheath that uh, Dwayne Keith Puckett made me. So uh, should we do a quick Walking Dead update? <laughs> I'm done. So Jim has watched the fifth season. I've watched like two episodes of it. Where, where, tell me what you tell me what you the last thing you can so well, I can so I won't talk about it beyond in that. the well. So what I know so far is in the first episode, uh, they were about to be eaten by those cannibals. Which I mean that's pretty predictable. It's a ready readily available food source. Uh, and then they, um. So you're talking about the trough, the killing trough? Yeah. Okay. And then they got away from that somehow. And then, uh. <laughs> my, my, we fell asleep. We basically set our stuff up to record it. Yeah. So we don't watch it when it's playing. And somehow or another, Kathy woke up in the middle of the night and it was the whole, that episode was playing again. And she, like, woke me up and made me watch that. That, yeah. that one scene, it freaked her out so much. She was like, oh, my God, they were, they're like slitting their throats. And well, that's how I would do it. I mean, <laughs> I that's, was laughing. It was funny. They'd bonk them in the head and slit their throat and bleed yep. them over a trough. Yep. That's the way to do it. Yep, it was It would be better if you had a, a rope around their legs and then immediately hung them upside yep. down. But yep. well, they were tied, I think, that way, too, weren't they? Yeah, they didn't, it, they didn't have an apparatus to elevate them. Because eventually it's... Once the heart stops pumping, it's you're you're just going to pull blood. Right. In the, you need to have them upside down for right. it to drain all the way out. Right. But anyway, um, don't ask me how I know that. Uh, the, yeah, so uh, that was a pretty wild scene. Yeah, and then they got away, and then now uh, they found this guy with a church, and um, one of the guys uh, they ate his leg, and. It turned out he was bit by a zombie, so now they're all freaked out. But, I got uh, a big kick out of that. You know, that's the only section of that that I don't like. The only thing that doesn't doesn't jive. If you are bit, you become a zombie. But they all but are infected anyway. But if you're scratched, you don't become a zombie. Well, but then the thing is, if you remember, uh, Shane... And the reason I remember this is last night I was in the hotel room and I turned on the marathon and they uh, they did uh, Shane when he died he wasn't bit but he turned into a zombie right. anyway right well so they said that at, they said that at the uh, they're all infected right and when they, they die they'll all turn into zombies right so exactly. it doesn't so, so what I'm saying is that if you get bit why would you die if maybe you don't there's die, something in the saliva or whatever. Well, it could be. Maybe it's a straight it, shot. Yeah, maybe maybe they're infected, but they're, it was a low enough dose. Like maybe they were infected slash immunized, yeah. and the immunization didn't work. Is is how I would look at that. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's like otherwise you'd think that any time you broke your skin, you would have your 
you would get infected. There's got to be something in the bite um, that that actually is the full dose, um, and that they probably just immunized people. Probably how it's going to end up is they're going to say that the government tried knew this was coming and tried to immunize people, but the immunization was ineffective. Well, and that's the that's the other the other section of that's going on. You've got a new show that just came out called Fear the Walking Dead. And I'm not sure it's going to be as big a hit as Walking Dead. In fact, I've, I know it probably won't be. I've heard it's not as good. Yeah. It, it, they're trying to... They take a family that's like the new age nuclear family, meaning uh, it's a blended family. They have... Uh, the ex-wife is hated and the you know gives the, the father a hard time with the, you know getting one of the kids or whatever. And they're in L.A., so that means that they're, like, half their brains are already sucked out. And <laughs> one is a teacher, so that's, you know, she's not real. Anyways, and so what they, it's when people, when they first start finding out that there's something wrong. Yeah. And so they're going through the riots, they're going through the, you know, um, it was kind of interesting because they tried to tie it to, like, some of the, things that are going on today, which was they shot a homeless man like 14 times before he died. And so everybody was getting out on the streets in L.A. and rioting because they shot, <laughs> he shot a homeless man 14 times. And um, and so that was kind of intriguing uh, that they did that. And But, you know, it's it's okay. It, it was kind of slow starting. They had six episodes, and it just started getting kind of exciting. In the sixth episode, so I'm not sure. I mean, we stuck it out, but because we're pretty much dead fans. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure that the average dead fan will will stick I've it out. I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. One of the kids is one of the kids in the blended family is a drug addict. Well, he should just die. Yeah, and and so he's, <laughs> people, I didn't mean that. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> but you know, but he's you know he's it's just. And then they're dealing with the army. The army is rounding people up, and you know, there's this one scene where this woman is hiding from the army, so she doesn't get rounded up. And her, she has a there's a gun laying next to her, and she doesn't pick it up. It's like, oh, that's bad. I'm not going to pick that gun up, you know, even though it could save my life. But which leads into another segment we just had that mass school shooting yeah so before we get too far into that um down that rat hole yeah before we do any talking like that we have to give people ample warning but i do have another topic uh so i finally after that uh i finally went ahead and ordered uh an ar so they don't make the uh colt match anymore Mm mm-hmm um, so I bought a uh, Colt AR-15A4, and then I'm going to use that as a platform because the guy I bought it from said you can get match barrels, match triggers. Mm-hmm. You can basically completely rebuild it on mm-hmm. that platform and turn it into a tack driver. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm going to do is I'm just going to I purchased the rifle. It's on order. When it gets in, I'm going to go to the shop and just go over all the options and and try to have him tune me a. Did you a get one with a bayonet lug on it? Well, I'm going to get one with a uh, suppressor option on it. But you can get the. I just got the standard uh, AR-15A4. 
and then I'm going to accept. So has that got the removable handle? It's got. No, it's just their very standard. It's the very standard like Vietnam era looking. Really? AR-15. So it doesn't have a it doesn't have a removable handle. I didn't even know they made them non-removable. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. Probably does. But it's it's their standard. Everything on that is removable and replaceable with with a click and a snap. Oh, the, the original the original ARs and M16s that you couldn't take the handle off. The handle wasn't removable. Huh. So so the so the uppers were um, didn't have a didn't have a flat top. They had a they had a carry handle on it. Uh huh. But then they changed them, and I think that's the A4 part. Well, this one has the carry handle, but it's removable. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that oh, okay. two I thumb screws make it removable? Yeah. Everything is removable. It's all rail system. Um, it's plug and play. The barrel comes right off, and he said that he can tune that for me to be. I, I'll probably what I was gonna do was um, make it so that it's got accurate flip up. God damn it! Bark River Knives offers the best combination of ultra modern CNC components and old world craftsmanship. All Bark River Knives are hand convex, ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for the task they are designed to perform. Bark River Knives are available through our authorized dealers. Yeah, and what I was saying was, I think we were talking about the this AR-15, A4. Um, what I was going to do is I was going to have um, fixed fixed sights on it, so iron sight capability, but um, pop-up rear sight, and then have like an ACOG or something like that on it. I have, I have on mine, I have an EOTech, and I have it, what it's called co-witnessing, meaning that when you're... Um, let's say you have a problem with your electronic site, your holographic yeah. site. You can look, still look through it and see. And I don't know if you can do that with an ACOG. Yeah, you can. Because uh, I shot an ACOG at the zombie shoot. Uh, the the red dot just doesn't go on. But you can see the you can see the sights through it. Yeah. You just it's just, it's just regular. At least the one I was shooting. Maybe maybe it was a special. It's on Dave's rifle. I didn't know that you could see. I didn't know you could see the sights through an ACOG. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's some crazy special thing, like super. But I know super my EOTech you can. You, you, yeah. you Basically, the sights flip up and yeah. down. And you can look at them right through it. And yeah, well, that's that's the only way I would do it. It's because, called co-witnessing. Yeah, because stuff happens to scopes, <laughs> and and I don't use a scope most of the time anyway. You know, that's I almost always, certainly for hunting, I've never used a scope, but. uh you know, As a sniper, a, I always use a scope. Yeah, well, I mean, you need it. You're shooting at a lot further ranges. I'm in, I'm in within 200 yards, so iron sights are just fine for me. But um, anyway, so I know you know. There's a lot of our listeners have uh, a huge amount of expertise in that sort of thing, and uh, if you want, um, write in podcast at knifejournal.com what you would do to tune that particular 
platform. I sent out a kind of last-minute uh, thing for uh, questions. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people saw it in time, but we're recording now. So, Guy uh, Jordan writes, uh, "What are your guys' favorite traditional knife patterns?" You know, I read that and I thought kind of what he was talking about was—is it folding, like traditional folding folders? Knives, yeah. Okay. Wouldn't you think? I mean, when I see, yeah. when I hear traditional patterns, that's what I always think about is folding knife. So, um, well, I'm just thinking for fixed blades, it's easy. I like a drop point hunter. Yeah. I don't have a favorite. And when it comes to fixed blades, I don't have a favorite. I have a lot of different kinds of knives. I like. Yeah, I mean, you use a different one for each task. Right. But like, yeah. I'd say the one that I reach for most is going to be a drop point. But favorites, one. favorites, I like a like favorite. Um, folding knife, I would call a, um, I think it's called an English Jack with an easy opener. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a good one. Yeah. Mine is uh, Elephant Toe. Close second is Teardrop Jack. I like Teardrop Jack, too. Yeah. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. Um, next question is from Casey. When is Kyle going to start making knives again? And the answer to that is very soon. All of the upgrades on my shop are done. I just have to find time to get out there probably next weekend. And so I've got a big, huge backlog of custom orders. Uh, but before I do any of that, I want to finish my existing inventory of Iowa knives. Uh, what do we have left? I've got all of the parangs. I've got all of the expedition knives minus one. Uh, I've got all of the peg legs. Um, so I've got probably a couple dozen knives from Iowa left to finish. And then uh, I've got a stamp coming from Everstamp of M37 because I live on that road now. And that'll signify that the... Uh, that's a Michigan-made knife, and they're all. I'm starting. So over. the transition knives, you're going to flip over and stamp the other side? No, nope, because they're already all heat treated. TM Hunt did all the heat treating on that. So uh, as soon as I finish out my existing Iowa inventory, every knife I make from now on, I'm not doing batches anymore. So don't fucking ask. I'm doing one-of-a-kind knives, and. Uh, um, I'm probably just going to do stuff that I want to do. So I'm going to make something. If somebody buys it, wrong with that. Yeah, if somebody buys it, great. If not, I'll give it away as a gift. You know? Yeah, there's no problem. And then I'll, I'll take a few custom orders. I'm not looking to... I mean, I, I don't need to be a knife maker. The fun in it for me is making something... Well, nobody needs to be a knife maker. Yeah, but... Um, it's kind of, you're lucky if you can be a knife maker. Right, but the the point is, is like, I'm, I don't, I'm going to do it because I enjoy it, so I'm going to do the stuff that trips my trigger. If it doesn't trip anybody else's trigger, then so be it. I don't care. Uh, but I'm not doing big batches of knives anymore. That's for the birds. It's, you know. So, have you, uh, what's, any news on the expedition front? Oh... You going anywhere? I hear things. Yeah, I hear things, but I don't. I'm not really supposed to say much. Um, but you know, you hear a lot of stuff. So I hear a lot of stuff from a lot of different people all the time. 
And I'll tell you if it's if anything is actually about to happen. Because <laughs> you know, if I said everything that is that, that I get offered or that is in the works, like very little of it actually happens. Right. You know? Speaking of which, what almost what almost happened I'm last week? My hair out. <laughs> yeah. What almost happened last week was. Uh, uh, I almost won a Powerball. Really? Three and a half million, three hundred million dollars. Yeah. Well, but I didn't. Well, the other thing that almost happened was you almost went to Ethan's for the almost fall went gathering. to Ethan's. I heard that was a good uh, good trip. I was bummed. I, what happened was I I got a I have a problem with my with my underground line going to my wood boiler. I thought I was just going to have to replace a small section of it. Yeah. So it turned into a replacement of like the whole line all the way from the boiler to the house. Yeah. Which was not only time consuming but fairly costly. Yeah. And I figured it out right at the time, the day before I was leaving. I'm like, oh, I can't. I and I ended. I ended up working on it all weekend long. And it's still not quite done yet. I still have like four pipes that I have to put in, and and then I got to do some uh, uh, copper copper piping and do some soldering and stuff. But it's annoying to me that the that I even had to do it. But once it's done, it's done. I wouldn't have to worry about it again. But but I missed the I missed the gathering because of it, and I need some I need to get some dirt time here pretty quick. Yeah, we'll have to do a trip here coming up. Um, I did the. Uh my my, I lit my stove already. Uh, it's I see. Last year, I had already had a fire running for a month. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it was a lot colder up here last year than it's been this year. Well, so I figured out my stove. Our spring was really late. It stayed late. We had a great Indian summer, but we're just behind. Yep. So so the um, the stove I've got is a it's called a quadrifier, and they call it a quadrifier because it it does. You remember when I was making stoves and I was designing in like secondary airflows and mm-hmm. air heaters and, and you know gas burners and all that stuff um, where it, it burns off all of the stuff before it goes out. Well, this was a, this particular stove I think was made in 1998. I was looking at the back of it and uh, they were way 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 ahead of their time. It's called a quadrifier and uh, it it burns absolutely clean. You you go up, go outside and look at the chimney, and there's no smoke, and there's no smell to the fire at all. But it's got two different baffle systems. <coughs> it took me a little bit to figure it out, but now that I've got it figured out, it's uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Cool. It burns for a long time, and the guy that built the house is the building inspector for Grand Traverse County, and he so he knows what he's doing, and he's a big stove nut See, you're too. implying that building inspectors know what they're doing. No, this guy was an actual carpent- carpenter. He know, made his living as a building as a, inspector. Yeah, but he's a building inspector who was a carpenter before he was the building inspector. And I don't have a lot of faith in building inspectors. Well, you should kind. look... Well, you've seen my house. Yeah. It's extremely well built. Yeah. Like, and the, even the guy that came and ins- inspected our building or inspected our house for the house inspecting... That's different than a building inspector. Well, no, no, a I building know. Building inspector is oh, like me, the I real know. one. I know, right? My sister had a building inspector come and inspect her commercial building that the builder was building. That my dad and I were saying, "No, this is wrong. This is wrong. This needs to be corrected." This, 
and the building inspector passed it. And it was things like like no uh, header over the garage doors. Yeah. At all. Nothing. Nothing holding up the garage doors at all. Huh. The, the header over the garage. Nothing holding the roof over the garage doors at all. Huh. Things like that. And she's only have, she's got garage doors on the whole side of her building. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not all of them are created equal. But this guy knew what he was doing and he's a good carpenter. Well, he designed the, he designed the house so that you could light that wood stove and it'd heat the whole house just by the way the air flows and mm -hmm. circulates. Mm -hmm. And it actually works, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I'm pretty thrilled with it. I've lit it, and uh, I've had two fires in there so far. And so your in-laws came up to visit last weekend. Yep, that sounded like fun. Yep, it was fun. We played a lot of nerd games and took them around to different well, places. You went to a nerd game conference too, didn't you? Yeah, Grand Con in, in uh, Grand Rapids, and I'm actually going down again. Uh, Saturday to a place by Grand Rapids called, uh, oh, I can't remember. But anyway, it's the store I'm going to is uh, Shoreline Minis. So check them out on the web. I'm going to play a couple games there with the owner. I know the owner now. So um, You taking old fam family down? No, just me. I'm going to check it out, make sure it's cool. And if it's cool, then I might bring my oldest daughter and teach her how to play a couple of those. So it's like a weekend retreat no, just, thing? No, I'm just going to go Saturday morning, come back Saturday night. Oh, oh, oh. Where is it at? It's down by Grand Rapids. So it's a couple hours for me. Cool. Yeah, on the on the shore, though. On So it's just west like of Mystique? Grand Rapids. No, it's like directly west of Grand Rapids on the shore there. That would be... I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, it's some, some town. Grand Haven? No, it's on Grand Haven Road, but it's not Grand Haven. South Haven? No, it's not South Haven either. It's something like... I thought Grand Haven was straight Anyway, west. anyway, th this is boring. <laughs> um, so... It's 20 questions, man. Um, so, what were we getting at? Uh, well, do we want to address any... I need to get some dirt. Oh, issues? I know, I know what. Did you, did you watch any of that show alone? No, I don't have any time for that. There was a show that we recorded and and watched, where they had they had a bunch of guys. And they were and I, I'm not sure if we spoke of this before. No, we have. We've talked about all these shows, and none of them, frankly, interest me all that much. This one was pretty good, and huh. one of our friends is going to be on the next one. Yeah, I know, but we're not supposed to say anything about it yet. Huh? He's actually been on the podcast. I know. Yeah, but I can't say, and I talk about them quite frequently on here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, because he's actually he's sequestered he actually, right now. Well, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He's yeah. actually extremely good, and I yeah, know he, because I spent he, I spent quite a bit of time talking. He, to that him guy. and I were talking about this too, and he said that it, he's fine as long as he doesn't go anywhere cold. <laughs> That's yeah, what but, he told me. Yeah, but he might He's be fine then. as long as I go nowhere cold. Yeah, but... And he said, so if I got to get go up somewhere in the Arctic or somewhere where there's snow, or he says, I'm not going to do well. Yeah, but... But I, I talked that, to him about some of the environments that I know a lot about. Uh, 
and without prompting, he knows everything that he should know about them. It's not difficult. Like, no, he's legit, though. There are some yeah, but stuff. it's not. But what, what yeah, I'm saying but, is, is there's more to that show than just that. Yeah, I know. There's I know. a lot yeah, of very the show brilliant people. The that show were. isn't difficult, but his level of knowledge, um, you cannot read what he knows in a book. But you kind of have to experience but, it. But here's the what I guess what I'm saying about that whole the way they put you in that position is. Your knowledge doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, it's being it's alone more, is what means a lot. Yeah, it's, it's your more ability the, to be able to be alone for a long period of time. It's the isolation because it, you yep. they they're only picking guys that go on there that can handle themselves. Yep, yep, exactly. And I'm just saying, like, I will actually probably watch when he's on because yep. I actually I actually know that he knows his stuff, uh, and and not only that can teach it. Yep, you know. Yep. Um, no, no, he's, he's a bright guy. I, yeah, I like yeah. him a lot. <laughs> So anyway, so that we know about. Um, what else do we know? Um, Halloween is coming. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what I know for Halloween. Oh, I we started uh, watching. Uh, well, we watched Charlie Brown stuff uh, for holidays. We watched that the other night. Uh, oh, I, public service announcement: Go to your Walmart and get your Frankenberry. <laughs> uh, Count Chocula and Boo Berry because Walmart, as far as I know, is the only place that has it, and they only have it during Halloween. Really? So I thought I those thought, were they. They got rid of those. They they only they're seasonal. General Mills puts them out as a I seasonal didn't know that. thing. Yeah, and so you can get them at Walmart, and I every Halloween season I get them for my girls, and they love them. So uh, oh, and then because my girls have been fighting so much this year, uh, we usually have the elf on the shelf that shows up the day after Thanksgiving. But when we were in Frankenmuth, they were fighting so much that now Trevor is coming. Trevor is the elf on the shelf, only he is not as nice. And he's going to be watching the day after Halloween. So why are they fighting? What's oh, this? you know, it's just kid stuff. It's normal stuff, but like they just need to go outside and scream. They don't need to be screaming in the house. And so... Uh, I mean, you know, it's not malicious fighting. It's just kid stuff, but I'm sick of it. And they need to yell outside. So they, the rule is, is, like, when Trevor comes, like, if they yell in the house, then he's he's not as nice as the elf on the shelf is. Anyway, uh, what else do I know? So we're in the we're in the tavern in the, the yippie, the hipster bar when... We see this guy putting a baby. Wait, wait, wait. Let's on. let's save this for the ranch. Come on. No. Okay. So actually, we don't have any other knife or survival. Oh, I should answer a few questions off of Instagram. So, um, I put out a thing. <laughs> Come and, on. Not You're yet. No, fun. no. You're no. I'm fun. not going to aggravate people. Un- How would that aggravate an, people? It will because there are people like that that listen to us. Oh, we have hipsters. A lot of them, and people have said that we're hipsters. So. Fuck that. I am not a hipster. Well... I know how to do shit, and I arm wrestle any hipster. Yeah. I'll take on all comers and kick their skinny asses. Okay, so this guy has this huge chopper, right? I asked people to tag me and stuff that they thought was cool on Instagram. So this guy, Turboy, T-U-R-B-O-Y-750, has this massive chopper, and he's chopping through a log with it. And I'll see if I can get some more info. Uh, he says it's chopping with the Grinch. Uh, 
anyway, this this knife is huge. <laughs> it's it's outrageous. So I asked people to tag me, and I'd I'd comment on it. Um, That's yeah. funny. Uh, so he he also asked us a question. I had emailed Jim that you guys should have a metallurgist on. He said, "Yeah, but have not heard one." Listening. Well, Tim Zawada was a was a. Well, yeah. So I have a comment for this. Um, listening to the WRX podcast reminded me of when I drove my friend's Evo, and he was scared the whole time. Ha ha. Okay, so <laughs> we actually have had Tim Zawada on. Yeah. And actually, not people need to recognize that we've had Mike Stewart on. Yes. There are very few people in the world that I would say know more about knife steel and heat right. treatment than he does. Right. And. You know, I don't give a rat fuck about your four-year degree right. from a university with no fucking real-world experience. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I want the, I, the the guy I'm going to listen to is the guy that's been doing it for his entire life yeah. and has sold millions and millions of knives. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear about your theory craft. So we've had we've had Tim Zawada on, who's a world-renowned expert on it, yep. and we've had Mike on, who's also... He doesn't toot his own horn, but, but he's really yeah. He there's really is there's sharp nobody yeah. There's nobody that you're going to talk to that knows more about steels as it relates to knives and how it <laughs> and, actually and is able to break it down in a way that you can understand what's right. happening and actually has the real world experience and the proof a million times over that he knows what he's talking yep. about. So, yep. as far as an actual metallurgist, um, it'd be interesting to talk to. But the thing is, those guys are not. They're in. They don't necessarily have knowledge that applies directly to what we're talking about most of the time, right? right. Would you agree? That's that's true. So that's, I mean, I, I'd be happy to have you one know, if they, somebody because they, they're a lot of the times a lot of metallurgists are dealing with uh, <clears throat> structural steels for cars. Let's say. Yeah, they and you know they and how to, and you know how well your car is doing. <laughs> yeah, well, and then you know the. The thing is, is they, um, and we'll, that's another topic I want to talk about, rant about, about Volkswagen. But um, anyway, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of knowledge about industrial type things. Right. And, you know, maybe there is a degree in knife metallurgy. I freaking there doubt is. it. There is. In knife metallurgy? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. In metallurgy. Yeah, in metallurgy there certainly is, but it's an engineering degree, and they have to know a lot of different stuff. So they have a very well-rounded background, but as far as specific knowledge on knife steels and all this, um, so all that noise you've just been hearing is she's gone now, so I can say, and I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> she, she came over and starts vacuuming and picking up chairs and slamming them down. And so we, we pause the podcast, then she comes over and yaks with us and tells us she's on the radio and all this. And it's like, well, if you're on the radio, then certainly you would know that when people are recording a broadcast, you wouldn't be slamming chairs two feet from the <laughs> fucking head. But anyway, I, sorry for all of that noise. Um, hopefully you guys didn't tune out already. But anyway, the... Um, the Uno, go,
metallurgy. So with with metallurgy, um, they have a very well-rounded knowledge base, but it's like um, your your family practice doctor knows way knows a huge amount of medicine, but you're not necessarily going to go to your family practice doctor to remove your brain tumor, right? And you're not going to go to your brain tumor to be your family practice guy, right? You know, so it's it's hard to find two people have more specific knowledge related to the metallurgy of knives and more practical experience than Tim Zawada and Mike Stewart. Why do you think of a couple guys? Kevin Cashin? Yeah, I mean, there are are other guys out there. Are these the guys that are willing to come on the podcast, and do we have a relationship enough with them to even ask them? You know, so this is is the dilemma. Um, And as far as the WRX goes, it's awesome. Like, uh, I still have not driven it all that crazy. Um, <laughs> that generated a lot of uh, feedback. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. The uh, one thing that I heard mostly was, what did he expect was going to happen? Well, I figured... <laughs> and I he, said, you know what? He expected that to happen. That's what yeah, he Yeah, but I didn't think it would... I didn't, I didn't quite... Because I hadn't driven the car. It was, like, literally a day old. I had not driven the car hard. I didn't know it would do it quite to that level. Um, yeah, but I think, I, I honestly think, and I told this to a lot of people, I said, I honestly think that he actually expected me to do that. I did, but I didn't know the car would. I knew you were going to beat it, but I didn't know the car would do it to right. that level. Right. Like, I had no idea what that car was actually capable of. Right. Like, that's the fastest car I've ever ridden in or driven. Like and I've driven vets, I've driven five O's, I've driven Porsches. There's nothing, there's no car that I've ever driven that performs like that. It's crazy, you know. And I, I'm not just talking about the zero to sixty straight line stuff. I'm talking about going around corners and. Oh yeah, that handles real well. It's unbelievable. Yep, like handles it's, it's real crazy. Well. But so anyway, my Jeep handles that good, anyways. Um, here's another knife. Uh, guy, dude, bro, tag me in. Um, you can find this knife. Uh, the Instagram user is QTRMSTR, and it's a collaboration um, by Sig Sauer Incorporated and Quartermaster Knives. And then I got a question about Quartermaster, so I. Tell um, Quartermaster. Well, I don't know, but okay, so then he says. Uh, so then he asked me. Um, I'm only on episode 57, so it may have been covered, but what are your opinions on quartermaster knives? I haven't heard them mentioned once yet, because neither one of us know what it is. And I know there's some controversy about them, which I didn't know either. And he says, (laughs) claiming their knives are 100% American-made, but people pulled the shipping logs from them, getting supplies and assembled knives from China. Uh, They have cool designs that some say are copies of Older Mantis knives. Uh, they just announced a team up with Sig Sauer. So I don't honestly, I don't know anything about the and controversy. And they could be or, Mantis knives was was having some difficulties a couple of years back, and it wasn't because of the knives. It was because of man, management. Yeah, <clears throat> management, mismanagement, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Right. But they were they were kind of dividing up somehow, and I was kind of on the fringe of that because I was talking with one of the owners for a while, and. Uh, I kind of decided, like, I don't want to get too close to either one of these guys because, you know, they were having arguments about stuff that was they shouldn't have been having arguments about. 
Okay. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but anyway, the um, you, you know the thing is is like um, it's very difficult to be able to source every single thing that goes into your knife from a U.S. company. Right. Like the brass for the pins. Are you positive that that's that that originated in the United States? I'm not. The epoxy. Are you positive that that came from the United States? I mean, it's. I do my absolute best to do that, um, but I can't guarantee you that every single and certainly the camel bone that I've used didn't originate here. It came from a frickin' camel. We don't grow camels here, so you know. I think. I think you got to kind of. The way I am starting to look at it more and more is I obviously will do my best to buy American-made stuff, which is one of the reasons I like the Bussy stuff. But am I expecting every single, or the Bark River, River stuff, or the American Knife well, here, Company here's, stuff, here's am I expecting every single A2, part? A2 is not, uh, I'm not even going down that path. Right, but, but am I expecting every single part from every single knife to be American-made? when there aren't American companies making that stuff? No. I mean, is it is it an American design from an American company that is more or less made 100% in America, given American guys' jobs? If the answer right. to that is yes, I'm not going to look a whole lot further. Um, let's see. Mr. Scurvy comments, uh, why do I find myself more interested in fixed blades instead of folders these days? Because well, that's what we talk about. Because that's because <laughs> that's what we talk about. Because that's what cool guys have. Um, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, but we do. No, we do. I like the. I. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm more the opposite. I have to. It has to be something special, like the the compact forest knife, or something something that I can't manufacture myself uh, for me to get super excited about it. Or it has to have been in a movie. Um, or a, a show that I like, carried by a character that I like, for me to get super excited about it. It has to be something, number one, I can't make myself, or number two, I like it so much I want to buy the original article. Um, so, uh, but, you know, if you started off, it's a natural progression. If you started off in the flipper or folder world, it's only natural that you're going to explore other knife styles. Right. For instance, you're probably he'll probably go through a time when he's really into the tra- traditionals. Well, you might go through you'll go through a period of time when you're in you're buying nothing but kitchen knives or balisongs or see I haven't got there yet. Yeah, I own one, and mine's not a flipper. Yeah, you you know it's more you, you the the thing is you'll go through phases. And, I'll, uh, I'll uh, take a picture of my my ballast song and I'll Instagram it. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that was more a tongue in cheek question anyway. Yeah. Um, Tom Sortolini asks. Uh, you mentioned earlier in a video that you were going to make some small blades for the key bar. Any progress on that project? From the what? For, for the, the what? key bar. You know that little key thing. Yep. 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 I haven't I haven't been able to do that yet. Um, too busy, but eventually I will. Um, Okay, so then he also mentions the uh, Sierra KT Squid. <coughs> you seen that? Actually, yes, I did. Um, 
I, I like their stuff. Yep. I've got Oop. every everything I've had from them is a pretty decent product. Um, the one that I have is like the Hati Satsu or something like that, which carried with it a lot of marketing. But at the time, I was like really into uh, assisted openers. And it was a assisted opener with some weird, crazy tanto shape. Mm-hmm. And so I bought it, and I like it. Yeah, this is this is actually a, a pretty nice knife. Um, yeah, and you know what? It's they fill a, they fill a yeah. a niche. You know, they fill an area of the you know the guys that don't want to spend a lot of money because they lose all their shit all the time. Yeah, they're the people that buy that stuff. And I I think <clears throat> I think they're. They're, they're like the knife nuts that lose would lose their ass with both hands tied behind well, their back. Exactly. Because <laughs> let me tell you, it, it actually hurts quite a bit to lose a lefty Sabenza. Yeah. Um, yep. The, yes, uh, it does. The I think there aren't they the guys that did that parachute knife too that it the knife. Yes. Yeah. So I have I actually own two of those. I own a left and a right handed. Um, it's basically. You basically pull it out when you pull you, it out of the sheath. Yeah, it, it's in a sheath, and the knife retracts into the handle. And then yeah. when you pull it out, it becomes a fixed blade. Yeah, it snags it somehow. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that knife. I own two of them, but I don't carry it all that much. Um, thing I'm carrying the most lately uh, is the Spyderco Roadie. Mm-hmm. I love this knife. It's it's Right now, it's my favorite knife. I've Ever since I first mentioned it on the podcast... I've carried it every day, um, and I actually used it uh, in the Frankenmuth stuff. Um, so, love it, love it, love it. Uh, I think that's it for questions. Did you get any other stuff? Mm-mm. Any emails? Mm-mm. I just, I did have something to mention today when I was, I was running out. I went to the dentist today and got my tooth fixed. Yeah. Or a third the way through, two thirds the way through now, and. Um, on the way home, I went to the sporting goods store called Jay's, which is really awesome. One day I'll take you there. It's in Gaylord. It's fucking phenomenal. There isn't anything like it up here. Right. No stores anywhere in northern Michigan are like Jay's. Traverse City doesn't. There's not a sporting goods store in Traverse City that holds a candle to it. Nothing. Not even Gander Mountain? Nope. Hmm. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Anyway, so uh, I just Instagrammed and Facebooked a picture of a SOG knife that has a flashlight on it, built in, so it's, it's called a blade light. Okay. And so I Instagrammed it, and I said, um, I didn't know I needed this. Because <laughs> it's got a flashlight. I mean, I guess when you, you know. A little LED, like a high-powered LED would yeah. actually be pretty handy in one of those. Shooting up the blade on either side of it, so you can... Yeah, I didn't I, know I needed I, I, that I either. But maybe it's, <laughs> maybe you're going to use it to. It would have been. It would have worked really well if I was lancing my. Yeah, thing. I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> which we're not going to talk about. Um, <laughs> so I would have had the flashlight to go along with it. And let's see what else. Uh, the SOG that I that I really like is the one that Marky Mark carried in uh, uh, that movie uh, where he went to Afghanistan and got all shot up. Oh yeah, yeah. What's the name of that movie? Um, Lone Survivor? Yes. Yeah. So I like that one. Um, I tried to order that exact knife, but I, they sent me the wrong sheath, so I was pissed. Um, I think um, my daughter got something for me. Let's see if it shows up. Oh, no. What was 
anyways, um, let me see if I can find this and then. So, uh, let's see, what else do I know knife-wise? Uh, lots of moving and shaking. Pretty, again, I'll be in interested to see what, what is that? Oh well, yeah, Lone Survivor. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see, um, oh, so it got signed by the author or by the yeah. actual guy? By the author. Oh, good. Well, no, the actual guy. Oh, cool. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what Bussy comes up with as their next battle grade. Because if they release a Badger again, I'll probably buy it. Because you lost your last one. Yeah, cause I, and I'll get Dwayne to make me a sheath for it. That, that was one of my favorite fixed blades I ever had. Um, you know, I would change the handle to make it a little bit smoother. I'm not huge on handle grooves and knife unless there's a real good reason for visual appeal. And these ones were just kind of a random pattern one, so didn't really see a reason for it. Um, anything else bef before the rant? I don't think so. Okay, I think so I'm pretty much everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk about some political things, and I know that a lot of our listeners just don't want to hear it. Um, we will try to get more podcasts out soon. Yeah, quicker than this last dry spell. Yeah, so um, uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening. You can turn it off now if you want. Uh, but if you really want to get your blood to boil. Yeah, like, <laughs> like but like, uh, like uh, Furio on The Sopranos said, if you're still listening and you get mad about something we said here, no bitch to me. Uh, I don't want to hear it. So, bang, let's go. So we had a mass shooting. Of course, the gun was a problem. Yeah. You heard about that all the time. And um, somebody, and I don't know who made it, you know, it's like I said I went to the dentist today, and so the first thing that happens is I get the dam put in my mouth. Yeah. And then he starts talking about the shooting. Yeah. You know, and somebody had made a statement today, and I don't know if it was Ben Carson or Donald Trump or could not understand why more people didn't stand up to this kid yeah. that, had, that had a gun that was shooting... And was basically going from person to person saying, are you a Christian? Yeah. And if they said yes, they shot him in the head. What, what are you doing sitting there while this is while happening? While this is going Just on. Waiting I, you get but shot why, not, why not bum rush? Like you I mean, see the first person get shot in the head, you know what's coming. So yeah. you know you're, you know you're going to get it either exactly. way. So exactly. Just, so, you know, so I guess whoever said it today, they were saying that, oh, it's very um, insensitive to the families that basically raised kids that didn't stand up for well you're trained not to 
you're trained to like be. My sensitive. kids aren't trained not to. No, but like <laughs> the the problem, the part of the problem is, is we're trained. We're trained to stand in lines like cattle and to be obedient. You know, that's that's the thing. You want to know why there's 14,000 fucking laws that you can't possibly live your life normally without violating them? Right. It's because you're trained to be obedient. Yeah. Did you ever watch the movie They Live? Uh-uh. You need to... Seriously? You've you got Netflix, right? Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. You've got to watch it. If it's not on Netflix, I'll see if I can't record it somehow. You've got to watch this. It's a Rowdy Roddy Piter, and people, you need to watch this. If you've never seen yeah. this, it's a B-movie, the acting sucky, but the premise of the movie is so cool, it's not even funny, and it's about the aliens that land in our country, land in the world, and they um, are basically mind-fucking everybody. Yeah. And they're... They basically are saying obey, and you know they, yeah. they take over the world. It's sort of like what's going on right now, but it's 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 actually really relevant. I mean, when you when you watch this movie, and you kind of overlook the shitty acting and the shitty fight scenes, and Rowdy Roddy Piper was a W. Well, I don't even think it was big time wrestling. I don't even think it was WWF back then. Mm, yeah, it was from the eighties, seventies, yeah. late. Well, he. Later on, he w I think he was a WWF guy. I don't know, but he, I know he he was he w when I was a kid he was real popular. Well, he was popular even um, during the Andre the Giant. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's that vintage. He's, was that WWF? Yeah. Andre later, the Giant. Later on, it was. <clears throat> so, anyways, he was uh, he he. I think it's literally the only movie that he made. And it's that famous line, I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum okay. and I'm all out of bubblegum. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. Okay, now. so that's the line it came from. That's the movie yeah. it came from. And uh, it's it's a freaking, it's a, actually, it's a, it has kind of a cult following. It's, I'm going to watch it. It's okay. well worth watching. Anyways, you, and you'll get a kick out of it because it's just what you just said. Everything is, you're taught to obey, well, you're taught to. And, and I have a, another theory that I will tell you as soon as we're not recording anymore as well, to why they were so obedient to that particular person. Um, but I'm not going to... Well, it, it, is, it is interesting, and I think that the podcast, there was one guy that stood up to him, got shot at half a dozen times or more. Uh, my hat's off to him. Uh, he wasn't going to take it. Yeah. And he, he did bum rush him, but he was the only one that did. Yeah, if and, you, and there was more than one. Eventually, when they meet armed resistance, they all shoot themselves yeah. in the head. Well, he, he, and this kid wasn't armed. He just yeah. he just bum rushed him, you know. Yeah. And and that's the thing that that's the only thing that stops evil is when you stand up to it. Yeah. And if you don't stand up to it, you're just going to accept it that it's going to kill you. And I guess I'm not that guy. So so anyways, I'm laying in a, in a tennis chair. I got this dam in my mouth, and and he's um, basically talking about this insensitive statement that. And he wasn't. He was just saying it was. He didn't necessarily think it was that insensitive, but the the lady that was helping him was very upset by it, and uh, thinking that he was basically calling the. This is her take on it: was whoever made this statement was calling all the victims pansies for not standing up. Right. You know, and um, and the the doctor was saying, well, I don't know as I'd go that far, but you know, we really, I mean, they did just stay there and take it. So what do you, what, what else can you? Well, and so he's saying all this stuff, and I can't say anything because I've got like the bite block in my, yeah, you're you know, my mouth is, my mouth is sound like. So I ended up going like, so I ended up making a hand motion like stop everything right now, and I pulled my shirt back and I went like this. 
and I showed him my gun. I was yeah. like, that's how you stop this stuff. Yeah. That's the only way you stop this stuff because it isn't going to stop any other way. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a firm believer in the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is have a good guy with a gun there. Or a good guy that picks up a chair and or eats his brains out. Yeah, you know, or something. Like, you know, I mean, to you gotta, me, you got to at least try. If you've got 30 people in a room and one guy with a gun, it's not hard to distract them. Yeah. And... And make a difference. I mean, he's not that. It's not like he's going to be able to pick you off yeah, but and, I have and a, do headshots, I'll, headshots, I'll headshots. Tell you, I'll tell you later the theory of why it is that they were so. I think it's deer in the headlight thing. Well, isn't it? It, sort of kind of like that. Yeah. I'll get into that later, but I'm not going to say it on the yeah. podcast because we'll get in trouble. So, um, anyways, of course, the left is out with we need more gun laws. We need more gun laws. And, and I, is it is it illegal? Wait, just stop for a second. I I thought that it was illegal to shoot somebody. Hmm. You would think it would be. Maybe maybe they changed that law. They could have. It was Oregon, you know. Wasn't it Oregon? Yeah, I mean, like, I thought... Maybe, Oregon you know, has I could be, set of rules. Yeah, I could be totally wrong, but no. I thought it was, like, against the law to, like, murder someone. But maybe maybe it isn't, you know, whatever. Well, in, um, the, in the... Which which kind of... I don't know. I I don't remember, and I know I'm sure that there was some kind of mass killings when, when we were kids. Somebody deranged with a rifle. Wait, there was a church shooting. The um, uh, on a campus in Texas, um, the bell tower shooting. I can't. Think yeah, of yeah. That. It's uh, it, there's a scene from Full Metal Jacket where he's uh, where he talks about yes. it, and he's proud of him because he was a marine. Was and a I'll marine. splice that in here. And then yeah. the other the other funny. Do any of you people know who Charles Whitman was? None of you dumbasses knows. Private cowboy. Sir, he was that guy who shot all those people from that tower in Austin, Texas, sir. That's affirmative. Charles Whitman killed 12 people from a 28-story observation tower at the University of Texas from distances of up to 400 yards. Anybody know who Lee Harvey Oswald was? Private Snowball. Sir, he shot Kennedy, sir. That's right. And do you know how far away he was? Sir, it was pretty far. From that book's repository building, sir. <laughs> All right, knock it off. 250 feet. He was 250 feet away and shooting at a moving target. Oswald got off three rounds with an old Italian bolt-action rifle in only six seconds and scored two hits, including a headshot. Do any of you people know where these individuals learned how to shoot? Private Joker. Sir, in the Marines, sir. And the Marines, outstanding. Those individuals showed what one motivated Marine and his rifle can do. And before you ladies leave my island, you will all be able to do the same thing. Part was where uh, Private Snowball, he's he's asking who's the... Does anyone know who Lee Harvey Oswald is? And Private Snowball goes, sir, yes, sir. And he goes, who is it? And he goes... It's that guy that shot all those people from that book suppository building. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. So he was proud of those shooters. Yep. Does anyone know where they learned to shoot? Yeah. In the Marines. Yeah. You know. Well, so so <clears throat> I guess my my thought is is that we're having we're having this group of people that you're seeing this pattern emerge where you had kids that were bullied or have been bullied to the nth degree and they're not allowed to fight back. Yeah. Until the point in time comes when they snap, and this is what they do. Um, yeah. 
you know, I, and I'm a firm believer that bullies are gonna are gonna be here no matter if we outlaw bullying or not. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. I don't think that's ever gonna be a problem. But sure when you as hell, teach, you should not outlaw fighting back. Yeah, exactly. You know, so if you, because let me tell you about the times when I was bullied. Yeah. You want to know how many times it happened? Once. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It happens one time, and then guess what happens? You know, it's all over. Then the next, the next, the next time that guy looks at me, he looks at me with a, with a, his lower lip quivering and mm-hmm. stuck out a little bit, like, mm-hmm. you know, and keeps a sharp eye on me. You're gonna do it once, and you're gonna get, you're gonna learn that you may be able to hurt me, but it's gonna cost you. Yeah. It's gonna. Cost and that's, you. and I think that that's the the thing that we're, we've lost somehow or another. We've we've totally feminized all of the young men. Yeah. And to the point where we saw this guy today, we're sitting, we met have to have a beer at the brewery. We were going to do the podcast from the brewery, but it was kind of too loud. Although the vacuum cleaner thing kind of negated yeah. that. But, um, but we, we were at this bar and I, and I was sitting there a little bit earlier because my, my partner had lost his phone, left his phone in his room. You know, he came and <laughs> went and had to come back again. So I was sitting there waiting and, I'm watching this whole thing unfold in front of me, and there was a hipster with his somewhat pudgy girlfriend who had just had a baby, so it could have been baby fat right. lady. And she was breastfeeding the baby, and and you know, with the full blanket, which is fine. I, I mean, it, that doesn't bother me at all. In fact, I encourage that. Right, I breastfeed as often as I can. Yes, <laughs> we <laughs> encourage. No, I take that back. But anyways, but but no, that's good for a kid. But so her husband is is like the skinny jeans guy, with with like milk toast face. He doesn't look like he shaves at all. Spaghetti limbs. Yeah, and he, his arms were like the size of my pinkies. Yeah. And you know, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, dad, this is dad. This is the dad. He's like <laughs> when the my dad kids on grew up. When my kids grew up. Their friends feared me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like he was like the '80s TV sitcom dad. Yeah, you know the completely bumbling, incompetent yeah. beta male. Yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, so, so <laughs> Kyle shows up, you know, and, and she's finished breastfeeding, you know, and and he reaches in this diaper bag thing, and he pulls out this this contraption that he puts around his the neck. The baby Bjorn carrier. Yeah, yeah. And he's putting it on, and I was like. Dude, you'd have some arms if you just hold your daughter or your son, whatever like, he is. Oh, it's too heavy. It's too heavy. She weighs nine pounds. Yeah. It's. I can't hardly hold a glass, of, a, a gallon of milk up that only weighs eight pounds. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell is going on? Well, at any rate, um. You know, and then you, and then you fall back to, yeah, the beard is very manly. Yeah. <laughs> but the skinny jeans or the culottes or whatever, the capri pants negate that. Yeah, the skinny capris. Like, take it <laughs> one level further. But, but no, like... Yeah, I've seen people... I've seen men... I can't even call them men. With a straight face with capri pants on. Well, so here's the here's my theory. There has to be beta males. Because if everyone was like us, there'd be way too much conflict in the world. You know, there would... There has to be people who are willing to be beta. You know, he's probably a real nice guy, works for a nonprofit doing their IT. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he's going to pay taxes and be a nice guy and, like, 
just just don't look for him to like if there's a mass shooting don't look for him to do anything but run and hide under a table um but anyway uh it's amazing to me so it just is amazing so the one thing that came out of this is they're gonna they've been trying this for years they've been trying to figure out a way to hold the gun manufacturers so that you can sue them if you get shot by a gun yeah it's like well if a car runs me over can i sue the car manufacturer yeah. Well, that's they're opening that ugly. Well, I mean, that's going to be an ugly. If the, if the guy it's was freaking trial lawyers that are doing it. If the guy I was wearing, should, uh, I think we should shoot, shoot the trial lawyers. Well, say they're the root of all evil. What about if the guy was uh, that did the mass shooting was wearing Timberland boots? Can I sue Timberland? Yep. Think about this for a second, nope. people. <laughs> trial lawyers. Where do uh, you know? I, one of the things about. Um, like NFPA standards, which is National Fire Protection Agency standards. Yeah. When they come out with a standard, it usually means that some fireman died in the process, and that's why they're doing this standard, whether yeah. it's breathing apparatus or, you know, pretty much an SOP when, if something's about personal safety for a, for a, a soldier, that tends to come out of somebody died. Yeah. And we, there was we changed the rule or we changed something so that nobody dies again doing the same thing. Yeah. The same stupid thing. Yeah. When you have when you have people that are changing the way we raise our children because of bullying or because of where does that come from? Where do you think that that comes from? Somebody at some point in time got sued for yeah a for fight. knocking out a bully, knocking out a bully, or 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 fighting on the playground or something like that. And so I tend to fall back on that all the time. That it ends up being that I bet you if you traced all these things back, you can trace them back to trial lawyers. Yeah, probably. You know, and I'm not talking about guys that are doing like family law or guys that are doing like real estate law. Or, no, it's or the ambulance chasers. It's types. the ambulance chasers. You know, the yeah. guys that are suing somebody because suing a city because the Ten Commandments are on a monument that have been there since 1922. Or what happened in my town? Uh, there was a. There was like a you know a fun metal slide that yeah. kids slide down. Yeah. Some 400 pound woman got on it and went down it. And when she got to the bottom, she was going too fast or something. She broke her leg. Sued the city, won a bunch of money. They took all the slides in the city out. Yeah. Like no. And that's maybe, and that seems to be the reaction. Ass should know better not to go up on a slide. And that seems to be the reaction all the time. Is that is that we're just gonna we're just gonna stop everything. We're you know we're just uh, we're not gonna. I, I don't know. Well, that, that kind of stuff makes me crazy. Yeah. At any rate, there, there's no way they're going to be able to hold. Otherwise, like, I cut myself with a uh, kitchen knife. Well, see, I no, should here's be able the, to sue uh Well, the here's the deal. Maker. This is the scary part about it. Because they would, would be willing to do that, insurance companies would be willing to pay that to not go to trial. Yeah. And so what's going to end up happening is... Insurance is going to go up to the point where gun manufacturers won't be able to afford to have insurance. It's not going to happen, though. Don't don't even worry about it because it opens up a whole can of worms. How can you blame a product when somebody uses that product to do hey, something illegal? Hey, I'm going after my my keyboard, my my MacBook Pro because it misspells words. Well, or because uh, you're going after MacBook Pro because somebody hacked your computer. Apple. Yeah, somebody hacked your computer and. Uh, used it to download a bunch of porn or something and uh 
spread a virus and this and that, and you're going to sue Apple because somebody did something to you. Like I'm no. going to sue Apple for crank phone calls. Yeah, because they make the iPhone, and yep. somebody called up and said that they were uh, they had called a me dog. a name. Called me a called me a name. Yep. Somebody called me a name. Yep, because they had or they called up and said that they had a dog stuck in their piano. Jerky boys, you know, you're going <laughs> to sue the phone company because somebody called you. Fuck you, people. Like, okay, so let's see. The next one uh, to talk about is the Volkswagen thing, which like everybody's making a big deal out of it. Hats off to fucking Volkswagen. It makes it makes me like want to buy another Volkswagen, you know. Like, okay, better bring me up to speed because I don't know. What okay, you're so about. Volkswagen makes their TDI, their turbo diesel, which is a phenomenal car, mm-hmm. phenomenal engine. Um, and mine was the VR6 Jetta. Uh, I got 258,000 miles out of the car, and uh, it was still running just fine. It's just the timing chain was going, and it would cost me 4,000 bucks, or I'd have to do it myself to replace mm-hmm. it. So I just said, screw it. I'm just going to get another car. Well, it's 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 a, they're great cars, and the emission standards are so ridiculous that you can't make a car that performs decently uh, without cheating the standards. So they put, like, some special computer in. Oh, yeah. yeah. That when, when they hook the emission stuff up, oh, right. it changes how the car is working. Yeah. Right. And so, like, all it seems like there's all this out. I'm not outraged. No. I say, awesome. Volkswagen, do that to my car. Yeah. I'm going to send my Subaru over to Volkswagen and have them, like, tune it. So that I can press a button when, you know, if anybody And you know what, to be to honest, I think the, the whole emission testing thing is a ruse anyways. Oh, it's BS. I All it this is is just freaking, probably trial lawyers. Well, I the had The root this, of it is probably trial well, lawyers. The only time I've ever had to do that was when I lived in Chicago. You had to get your car's emissions tested. And I had this, like, I had a Mercury Sable with, like, this huge, crazy engine in it. <laughs> and it passed the emissions. And I know for a fact that that thing was, like, terrible. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I don't, you know, it's all a sham anyway. See, but, some people are thinking that it's, we want to start doing away with everybody driving cars. Well, they've wanted that for a long time. They want us to be in mass transit. Oh, and then here's, here's the thing. China. Like, I, you know, I had all these German medical students, and they're my, by far my favorites. Because um, they're they think about things different, and you can talk to them, and figure out how their mind works. Well, right. they were saying, but it's a very cut and dry. We we had to buy a uh, we had to buy a van because there's no mass transit. And I'm like, yeah, and it's <laughs> like in Germany we can go anywhere we want and blah blah blah. And I'm like, um, how many people live in Germany? Oh, it's about uh, 80 million. And I'm like, okay. Did you know that Germany fits inside the fucking state of Iowa? Do <laughs> you think if there were 80 million people in Iowa, we would probably have mass transit? No, it's, it does not fit. And I'm like, okay, let's let's look up this square area and let's compare it. Like, and it was it was a little bit, it was like a couple miles bigger than right, Iowa. Right. Right. You know, so the the thing, the reason you're well, you can has, drive around the country in a day. Yeah. The reason the reason they have mass transit over there is. Europe is actually very, very small landmass wise mm-hmm. for the number of people they have there. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for them to have mass transit. Mm-hmm. Or like when I lived in Chicago, I I pretty much took mass transit everywhere. Yeah. Because it, it made sense and it was affordable and, and it makes right. a lot more sense to do it that way. But in, in America, 
it, we're too spread out. You're going to have a train literally going to Jim's house and bringing Jim from his house to frickin' Petoskey or wherever he wants to go. Yeah, just give me a break. It's stupid. It, it just doesn't make sense economically well, for us to do so, that. So ours, in our illustrious state is doing this thing where we're doing bike trails. And so the road between my house and where Kathy works is horrible. It's like one of the worst roads in the state probably. And yet alongside of it is this shiny brand new bike trail. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I look at it, I, I get annoyed. Yeah. Because you know they don't pay for anything, and in our in our state, any of the state land that is, uh, they sell they they basically lease the mineral rights out, mm-hmm. and the money that comes in from the mineral rights goes into a trust fund for recreation for some unknown reason instead of going into the fucking general fund to pay for new roads or. Whatever we need, it has to go toward recreation. Yeah, but so here you got you got it's it's land that's owned by everybody. It's not owned by just people that go camping. Yeah, it's not owned by just people that fucking you know. And and all of a sudden we're like investing money in bike riders for what reason? But because you, the asshole's still ride on the road. But do you want to know why Northern Michigan is like the place to live? Probably because of that. What's that? Because there's so much shit to do here. None of the local people want that. It's all of the people that come up from downstate and come from all over the place, and they want to change it to what they want it to be. Well, they come here and visit. Do you want to know how nice this area would be without the tourism? It'd be like inland. It'd be like uh, uh, Kalskat. Tucky or whatever the fuck, you know, any of these in, inland places where you drive yeah, but through there. we don't there care. And it's Do we care? Yes. I don't care. Yes. Stay I, in Traverse City then. I don't want it up at my house. Well, you I live at my house for a reason. Yeah, I don't but want you, a ton of tourists. Because you know what? And, and there's this notion, there's this notion that the bike riders are like, they spend all this money in the towns. They they're don't. They don't even have fucking pockets in their shit that they're wearing. Yeah, but they they're, they're not. They don't. They stop bike. at a store and they buy a bottle of water and want to piss all over the seat. Yeah, but they're not. The thing is, is they're they're not just stopping at the store. They're, that's when they're riding their bike. What do they do at night? They don't do it in our town. Yeah, because you don't have the amenities for them. We don't want it. Well, then you won't. We don't have want it. them. We don't want them coming through and using. <laughs> look, you know what? They're sucking up our visuals. <laughs> I, They're I, sucking up our visuals. I personally don't like the traffic, but I also recognize that this is one of the nicest places in the world to live because the money comes here, period. See, I don't, I don't look at it like that. I think it's the nicest place in the world. The money doesn't make that view any better. Uh, but Money um, does not make that view anymore. Yeah, it, but, it's, our county is spending $7 million on a dark sky park, and guess what? The fucking sky ain't any darker because of it. <laughs> well, I didn't <laughs> you know. I mean, that's that's it's it's a it's this thing, this cost benefit thing um, that we we talk about a lot, and it doesn't seem like when you when you earmark money coming from public lands that we all own, that we should say it's only going to build bike trails. I like it. No. No. I, did you notice? The is, did you, you notice go, the bike trail? Did you notice the bike trail and the walking trail when we were at Petoskey Brewery, and the two idiots are walking on the shoulder of the road? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, so so I rest my case. We're not gonna, they were happy with walking on the shoulder of the road. Why the hell do they need the bike path to walk well, on? Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, if you go starting about Traverse City and up through Petoskey and up through Mackinac City, uh, you can ride a bike from Traverse from well, Traverse all the but way up. Just 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 looking at, or or um, the <clears> other. <throat> what's the one in between here and there? Charlevoix. Charlevoix. All of these places are amazingly gorgeous little towns, like you would you would think of in a storybook. Right. Except like, for now, they're wrecked because you can't afford to buy. You can't afford to run a store, a normal store in a storybook town. You have to sell T-shirts because you can't afford to sell like hardware store. It can't be downtown anymore. You can't have yeah. an old-fashioned hardware store downtown anymore you selling could, real products. You, you could, but it would have to be. It would have <laughs> to be that you're selling. Something that those that the wealth here's wants what, to buy. Here, you would you would have to sell what the, the best made stuff. Here's what happens. You get a town like Charlevoix. Charlevoix is a classic example of it. Charlevoix used to be a relatively affordable town that rich people used to come in and visit. And and some people bought houses there. They would come by boat. And what happened was, they started knocking. They they saw the tourist dollars. So they started taking out stores along the, the parkway there, which is, it's really nice. But what it did was it drove up the cost of rent or the cost of the land, hence the cost of rent, everywhere else. Yeah. So they, they made their little microeconomy to the point where you can only make a living there between June 30th or June 1st and um, August 30th, yeah, Labor, Labor Day. Day weekend. Three months. That's all. You have to, whatever you sell during that three months, and we're, we're not talking about hookers and cocaine. You can only sell during that little period of time. If you're not selling something that you're going to make your rent for the whole year, you're not going to be in business long. And so what happens is because the rent is so high, because the property is so you valuable. You need to now. join the rent M2 damn high party. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that. Rent M2 damn high. I'm just saying that it's, it's a, it's, they, like I said, they created their own artificial economy to the point where now a handful of people own all the property, which is, I mean, it's fine. It's a, the American way, but they've made it to the point where you can't afford to make a living renting one of the stores. Yeah, You have to sell something that you sell an ass load of to all the tourists, which is fudge, candy, and t-shirts because they're all real big markups items. Yeah. And so guess what? You have that cute little quaint town that everybody loved 35 years ago turned into a place that just sells t-shirts and candy now. Yeah, but so it's 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 a still it's just not you you, you the, the the stores like you're talking about still exist like in Traverse City. Yeah, they do outside the, the outside downtown of the area. Downtown area. But outside like, the area that we thought was so cute and quaint. Yeah, but we don't the, the reason I go down the only reason I go downtown is to get uh Food, and the food is fantastic. You're a transplant. You're a transplant. Yeah, but I came there to this were area specifically because of that. Yeah, but and but just a second, just a second. Almost everybody is a transplant here. No, that's not true. In Traverse City, it is. That's that's not true. There are local people that that hate Cherry Fest. There well, are I don't, local I don't people. like Cherry Festival either. <clears throat> there are, but there I, are local people that hate all the tourism and hate all again, that stuff. Again, the money that it brings in. 
It doesn't bring in John Q. Union employee, anything. I don't need him. He can stay in Detroit, where he actually has a job. Actually, there are jobs in Traverse City that plants that build things, and people, real people live there. Well, yeah, I'm one of them. No, you're not. I'm not a tourist. I actually own a property in Traverse City. I understand that, but, you're, but you don't get it. <laughs> you, you don't quite understand it. You're, I, I you are a, because it is awesome. You are a, you're a transplant. No matter what you do, you're a transplant. Right, but I could have, I can choose anywhere in the world to live. Well, you're and a I transplant. chose here. I know, but you're still a transplant. So don't try to change it. I'm not changing don't, it. Don't walk I, in. I came in. Don't walk in. <laughs> don't walk into our house and say that we need to change the rearrange the furniture. I'm not. And I'm not saying you the, personally. I came but I'm here telling be, you that this right, is the right. biggest bitch that everybody has up in this area is but, we have people that have been here for 45 years. <laughs> they lived here their whole life. They were born here. And all of a sudden you have these people that come up with some money and they're changing it to whatever it is that they, they, want, they want it to be like it is downstate. It's not down. The point is, is that there's no place else in Michigan that's anywhere near as nice as here. And I've been through Michigan. The only other place that's anywhere listen, remotely as nice listen, as Franklin. Burt Lake, Burt Lake has been a resort, a, a resort area for a hundred years or more. A hundred, probably a hundred plus years. You know what they did? Huh. They put a bike path around the outside of Burt Lake. And the residents are all pissed off. The people that families that have lived have had these places for forty years. Yeah. They they have a place there because of that. They went through and they put stop signs on everybody's driveway. So the bike so the bikes would stop at everybody's driveway. Literally so here you've got a you've got a lake resort area that's got cabin after cab lakefront cabin after cabin after cabin after cabin. And on their driveways, their bike path goes in front of their property. They put stop signs on on the sides of each one, and and they're so up in arms. It's not even funny. They're like, you assholes, come up from downstate, and want to ride your bike around here, right? But you don't realize that you're you got to share the road with a car, right? And well, so that's what the bike paths are. I mean, it's funny. I mean, I can't. It's well, like I, you know, I'm not I'm not arguing in favor of the bike path, but I'm telling you that I came here based on those because it's an an extraordinary place to live. It I is. came here specifically for that. It is. It's you an know, extraordinary so place to live. But, what, it was but, already but the point this is, way. the point is that <laughs> it was not the way that you came here for. Before 40 I years came ago. here, yeah, and that's fine. Forty years ago, I wouldn't ago. have come here. 40 I mean, years and ago. that was the and that was the thing. It's like Petoskey right now is the way Traverse City was thirty years ago. What do you mean? Thirty years ago, Petoskey was the same as Traverse. Thirty years ago, Traverse City was like Petoskey. But literally, is the same literally, as Traverse City. No, it's if not. If we go downtown, it's it's got the same stuff that Traverse City has downtown. Mm-mm. No, really. It's got a hardware store. You got a hardware store downtown? Yes. No. Yes. There is not. Yes. Where? And we've got we've got on Front Street. There's a hardware got, store. We got toy shops. On the Front Street, there's not a hardware store. We've got store. spice shops. There's. We've got all kinds of stuff. On the downtown area of of Traverse City. There is not a in Front Street. I don't know the main drag. But well, I'm telling you, I there's go not there. one. I wouldn't go there. I go to the hardware store that's on my way to work, the Ace True Value. What I'm, what I'm, all I'm saying is that <laughs> we have a hardware store in our downtown area. We have a downtown area that is complete. In Petoskey? Yes. It has food. It has restaurants. It has a typical downtown area of its small town, which means post office. It's got. Um, well, Traverse's downtown is like that. We no, might not Traverse have a, downtown is hipster. 
it is it has fantastic. So is Petoskey. I see. No, it's not. I, so I'm I'm from the outside and looking at the two main streets from the outside. They look the same to me. They're not, though. And, and the, but the thing is, is like I would never go to downtown Traverse City to buy a wrench. And the reason I wouldn't is because there's all these but, crazy tourists there. But what I'm telling you is that we do go to downtown Petoskey to go to the kitchen store or to go to the hardware store to buy stuff. Well, you should and, go, and, you and should people, go somewhere and else. People, and people are, <laughs> that are local around here that live here that grew up here... They still do that. They still think that. Now all of a sudden it's starting to, it's starting to change to the point where you can't do that anymore. And people are upset by it. Because what you have is you have this outside influence coming in saying, oh, we need to have hipster stuff. We need to have, uh, we need to have this, we need to have that. And pretty soon you got like a town that's, that's really can't function without people coming in from the outside. Yeah, that's true. But. And then, and then you have, you have a false, kind of a false economy built on nothing. It's so awesome, though. Dude, you, you, you have an economy that's built on nothing. <laughs> Literally, you don't produce anything. They don't produce anything but joy. Well, so what? You don't produce anything but, not you personally, but... So what? That's the, that's the, that's the, the quickest way to death. I, I can go to the Think place of the Roman Empire. That is what we've become. If I go... If I go We're becoming from, the Roman if, Empire. If I go anywhere outside of anything. this... If I go anywhere outside of this little corridor <laughs> in Michigan... It's Methville. It's fucking Kentucky. It's you rural Kentucky. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You even go to you MSU, say that go to this campus on MSU. It's yeah, beautiful. but that's that's an artificial thing. Since 1800s. It's a college town. But it's since the 1800s. Right, but the I would live in a college town too. Where I don't want to live <coughs> is Methville. And that's what everything is, except for these really, really, really nice. You well, have, you would have to be a real do doctor call, and not be cutting on people. What do you call? What do you call? You would, place, you would not uh, be able to be a plastic surgeon. I I was a plastic surgeon in in uh, rural Iowa, in uh, in a town of three thousand people. I can be a plastic surgeon anywhere in the world. Um, if you want but, to give your shit away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but the but the but the point is is that. Uh, you you have names for all these little towns that end in Tucky, do you mm-hmm. not? Is that quite not a you? Few. Mm-hmm. And why? Because the, it's you go anywhere outside of these nice areas, and it's they're shitholes, and it's because well, there's and, no money in those in those local well, economies. You, <laughs> Cause and effect. Why do you think? What do you think displaced all those? People? It was always like that. No, it wasn't. It was always. It was like not. That. It's it's rural it's, America. No, that's that's not true. <laughs> I that is, love Traverse City. That is totally not true. I love Petoskey. I love you, what, what happened basically I love was Mackinac what City happened basically was an environment was created that there was no manufacturing, there was nobody producing anything but service. Yeah, and but that's it. And and you've got and so you've got everything from M20 North doesn't produce anything. Thank thank uh, NAFTA for that. It was happening before now. Without the without the tourism, though, this place would be a shithole like the rest of the, the small happened. towns that you never say happened. end in Tucky. Yes, it would, because it happened to the rest of the state. There's it no never, reason anyone happens. is going to go to any of those inland places, and they, they don't do. go. They and do the, go. And those places are shitholes. Like there's no reason you would ever live there. That's not true. I, I say thank you, that's, Lucky Stars. That's not true. I, I hate the tourists too, but they bring the money and they make my life you way nicer. But you're missing, you're missing the point. 
You're missing. You're missing. You're completely See, the missing thing the is, point. Is you're living. You're living in a paradise that is only a paradise because of the tourists. No, I'm not. The last time you lived in a shithole was probably 30, 40 years ago. Be honest. I live in. I live in a. No. I my where my house is. It's, it's, it's still that's still way nicer. It's not tourism. That's that still yes, that. yes, it is. How is that? Because it's on the corridor that I'm talking about. Your 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 place would be. There's like, nothing in our town, in my little town, that caters to tourists. Way, yes, there is. What? All of those shops are way nicer than they ever would have been unless there was tourist oh, dollars that's in the not area. True. Yes, there all is. that little diner. Cook's hardware store is not anything special because of tourism. It it is. It would have gone under a long time ago. Oh no no, I don't think so. Yes, and you, you just don't realize it because you 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 haven't lived in one of those shitholes. I have, like I've lived in the place without the tourists. It sucks. Well, I'm you don't want to live there. I'm going to tell you what. I I truly <laughs> don't. I don't believe it. I don't. I'm not going to buy it. I still think that we should be. We should be pushing our way to a manufactured-based economy rather than a fucking blowjob economy, which is what we have. You're just well, paying for a service. That's all it is. But I love it. Yeah, I, well, I love, I, I'm not fond of it. I love that I can go downtown and eat at a world-class restaurant in a town of 13,000 people. I love yeah, it. Wait till wintertime, and they close up. They won't. Red Ginger isn't going to close. <laughs> all, all of my favorite places are year-round places. Are they? Oh, yeah. good. Good. But but all no. I'm saying all I'm saying is that it's it's non-sustainable. Yeah, I, I the agree. Roman Empire is a classic example of it, and we're heading down the same path. I suppose That's if Lake if Lake Michigan ever dries up and the views go away, then it's not sustainable. This 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 place has been no, a no, tourist service, area since I know, forever. Right, forever. But what I'm saying is a, a service a service economy is not sustainable. The oldest the oldest part of the town that we're currently in is what. Where did Ethan Becker's family have a place? Oh, the that's up the road here. Yeah, the oldest part of this town is what? A tourist area. No, it was a retreat. Retreat, which is, what are you retreating from? Well, you, it's you're the missing, same you're, exact thing. This is, this is what this was. This area was, in the, in the industrial age, industrial revolution, basically the cities were so horrible to live in. And they are now. Traverse City was part of that. Yeah, but Traverse City is the best place in the world to live. <laughs> Listen, what they were were basically rich industrialists, basically raping and pillaging. Right. Sent their families to places like Bayview, Mackinac Island, and all of these little towns along the waterfront. There yeah. was a train that came up through here every week, every day, and basically Daddy would show up on Thursday and yeah. stay the weekend and go home on Sunday and go to work on Monday and he worked like Monday either Monday through Thursday Monday through Friday but his whole family came up here so they didn't die of freaking tuberculosis or consumption or whatever they called it back then right and that's and and was to get out of the um, the environment that was not a healthy environment in the city yeah. and there was no air conditioning in the city back then yeah and, and well and so here's the other thing I just figured out I saw on a map one of the reasons it's so nice here um, I ran my air conditioner five days this year. No, we didn't uh, even run ours it's, at all. It's gorgeous weather all the time, mm -hmm. and I like snow. Mm -hmm. I'm taking, I'm retaking up skiing this year. All my kids are going to be in ski school. Uh, we have a family pass to the ski resort that's like a mile from our house. Um, the 
where was I going? The, oh, I know why the climate is so perfect here and why it is so awesome. Because and the lakes. No, no. Because of tourists? It has nothing to do with that. Because <laughs> of tourists? But the reason this will always be a place where people want to go is, number one, the lakes. Yes. Because the views are perfect and because there's still woods here. Yep. But number two, we're on the 45th parallel. Mm-hmm. You want to know what else is on the 45th parallel that people go to because the climate is so perfect? It's called the south of France. Oh, Eight, French Riviera. Marseille is, is on, mm-hmm. and uh, northern Italy is on the 45th parallel. Mm-hmm. That's why this is such a perfect place. You know, you, you have to deal with winter, but you know what? Like, it's it's a different winter than, than Iowa. Iowa, you have all of the winter, you have none of the trees, there's no skiing, it's 20 below, and there's 50 mile an hour fucking winds. Here, if it's 20 below... It's quiet. Yeah, there's no wind. Yeah, yeah so, that is true. Anyway, but, I'm, but all I'm saying is that we... We need manufacturing. We need to produce something. I only want tourists. Yeah, I don't me. want manufacturing. Not me. <laughs> we need to produce something. I'm being facetious, people. I know. We, we need to produce something. We Otherwise, do. we're... What? There's... there's the, the other thing you're missing... You go to one of those small towns in the middle of Mount St. Fuckhead. They have nothing. There are no small businesses there. There's a Walmart. Well, no, because somebody made a decision to close them all down. There are small businesses here. There are little shops. There are, uh, there are little manufacturing places. They don't make places. anything. They do. What? Way more than you would ever see. One of the reasons I chose my particular small town in Iowa is they had little tiny manufacturing things yeah. that were family-owned for like five generations. Yeah, the problem is that we don't have a lot of that anymore. You do. You do. You have way more of it than you think you do. There's way more of it here than... So I, I think the economy is way healthier than you think it is. And on top of it, it's got the tourists. Well, I'm not dollars. saying it's unhealthy. You don't get it. I'm not saying it's un. I say it's unsustainable. It is not. I think it is absolutely without, sustainable. Without manufacturing in our country, we've we're got, not going to have. You've got it. You've got manu- There's actually more manufacturing in our country than takes place anywhere else in the world. So the giant sucking sound was a false myth. It, it just it just so happens that we used to have even more of an advantage over the rest of the world than we currently do. There are still more manufacturing jobs and more goods made in America than anywhere else in the world, including all of Asia combined. We still have more manufacturing. <laughs> it's just it's not the we don't have as much as we used to. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking that we don't. I'm thinking that we gave away a lot of it. And Anyway, I mean, I do love it here, and I don't want, and I love <laughs> the nice restaurants and stuff, but but what I'm saying is that there's think, a lot of... A lot I think of, we're going to have a sentence. I am now going to do the judge thing. I have my gavel. And I am sentencing Jim to go live in one of those towns that he says Tucky for a year. <laughs> not doing and, that. And why wouldn't you do it? I'm not doing it because I like my house. Why do you like your house? Because it's, it's not perfect. close to anybody. And because you live, <laughs> you live right anybody. in the center of the best place to live in the entire world. If you actually go to one of those towns that you say is not touched by tourism and all this stuff, you're going to fucking hate it.
because you're used to this standard of living. You will never have the standard of living anywhere that is purely manufacturing based and purely agricultural based. It just doesn't exist because I've lived in those places and they suck. <laughs> I don't think they suck. They do. But anyway. anyway. We agree to disagree. <laughs> We're going to have to. Because, I, because I, I just don't want to see us as a Roman Empire collapsing our, we won't. our, our system. We won't. But uh, anyway, that's probably enough ranting. Do you have any other things you want to bitch about? No. I wore him out. I trolled him good there. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't expecting that kind of troll. I was going to troll you with something else, but what? I won't now. What? what? No, what? because what? Tell me. <laughs> no. Tell me. I'll save it for the next one. I didn't even initiate that. You initiated that. You trolled yourself. Well, I'm, I'm annoyed with the. Seriously, I'm annoyed with. Well, here, and, here's, and here's another underlying thing that all came from this. And I don't know if I, if I talked about this at all before. We had a, we had a train trestle. Oh yeah, yeah. This is what he's really mad about. <laughs> so he did. We just spent like an hour <laughs> talking about tourists, and he's mad about this train trestle. We so had a train trestle. Why don't that you tell us been... what you're really mad about? <laughs> We had a train trestle that was uh, very cool. I used pictures of it in my book. I used pictures of it on a couple different things. You know, it's, it was a neat train trestle, and it's a piece of Americana that we don't have anymore. And you'll never have it. And we'll never you have can't them again. Build it. You can't build them. And so, when they abandoned the train tracks because of the fucking rails to trails bullshit, <laughs> the um, which you know, thank you Teamsters, because we can't use trains anymore. We have to use trucks, which in inevitably destroy the roads so our roads are bad because of the lack of the use of the trains anyway so <laughs> <laughs> so we had these um, we had this train trestle that was converted from rails to trails it was it was turned into a snowmobile trail uh-huh. and so snowmobiles would be able to go over it and mm-hmm. the um, groomer went over it and you know everything was fine until they decided to continue the bike path all the way up through to Mackinac. So they decided that that train trestle bridge that was very cool, very old school, very... I mean, when I say train trestle, it looks like one from the Wild West. Yeah. You know, because it was... They're all over Iowa. They don't have the money to tear them down. (laughs) Like, that's the difference. We would get rid of them in Iowa, too, but we don't have the money. Why would you get rid of them? I mean, the, the point is that there was nothing wrong with the bridge. Right. They just didn't, somebody didn't like the way it looked. And they so wanted they, it they to didn't, look modern. They didn't want the bikes to go over it, over that train trestle. Yeah. They said it couldn't support the load. Oh, give me a break. And so they literally tore it down. But they didn't yeah. say anything to anybody until it was already half tore down. Yeah. And so, needless to say, there was a lot of people very pissed off about it because it was one of the cool parts. I mean, one of the reasons why people come up here is because of that. Because of something that looked old. This was in the middle of nowhere, though, right? No, it was on the edge of town. It was literally, you drive down the highway, you can see it. I mean, it's, you know, it was right on the edge of town. And when they were tearing it down, people were pissed, really livid about it. And they're putting up a no-personality, shitty bridge. Well, go after the people that made that decision. They're nameless and faceless. I mean, how, how do you go after them? I mean, what are you going to do? Aren't you on get, some a, get a trial attorney and go chase them down? Aren't you on some big state committee? That's for underwater preserves. Yeah. Yep, that's, and I'm on that committee too, yes. 
but which is really exciting because I'm even in neck deep in a big investigation now. Nice. Because of that. Uh, it's like Perry Mason knife detective, only Perry Mason Perry Mason Lake detective. Dive detective. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else. No, I think I've about ranted out. <laughs> so I can't. It's been so long since I even uh, have done one of these. I kind of forgot where everybody's. Our emails are at podcast podcast at knifejournal.com. You can like us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook and like us. You can go to Knife Journal, um, which I'm revamping. I told you that already. The Knife Journal website. I've been working on that a little bit. And uh, you can like, you can uh, friend Kyle and I, K.R. Verstig or um, James Dinoka. And if you're not some Russian hooker, we'll probably say yes. Yeah. Um, which I have been inundated lately by Russian hookers, if you hadn't. Yeah, I don't know if you have been, but well, the thing is, is like uh, I get, I have tons and tons and tons of Facebook friends from like uh, Chechnya, from like uh, Croatia, like for some reason, like the Soviet bloc countries love this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. They they freaking love it. And so, and I, and I have my fair share too, but none of them have big boobs. No, these are all guys. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of the uh, Russian hookers that try to get to be your friends. But no, I don't. I don't. I never. But besides that, um, we want to come to America. Yes, we want to come to America and we want to for two weeks. (laughs) That's right. And then I leave you. Yeah. And then I will leave you. Actually. the hot dog place in Mackinac's got uh, yeah. oh, Soviet. Our, our, my favorite hot dog place in the entire world is in uh, Mackinac City. It's called Wienerlicious. It's awesome. Google that shit. Yeah, it is awesome. I gotta, they're going to close here pretty quick but yeah, you gotta for the winter, but i got to get up there and see them again. But they, they are uh, – like, go on their Facebook page, too. They have this giant hot dog. It's yeah. like – actually, you know who – It says Wienerlicious. You know who uh, – I met Jay uh, there. Okay. Jay Ralph. Yeah. We we met there and, and he was laughing. He thought it was. He said I, he he was looking for some place to eat in in Mackinac when he was on to the last uh, grinding. And he, it was funny because he was like ate in the Burger King right next door. And I was like, you didn't go to the big hot dog joint? Like it's like the greatest place. Yeah. So on his way back through, we we stopped there and we ate. Wienerlicious. Yeah, Wienerlicious. It's pretty awesome. Yep. But uh, so if there's anything else, nothing else. Send your comments, and we have Instagram accounts. And yeah, we're out there. You we're out there. You, you know where to find us. Um, send us some uh, feedback on the on the Apple site too. That's always a good thing. The Apple site. The um, podcast site. The oh yeah, yeah. iTunes. If iTunes. You give us a a good rating on there. It uh, helps spread the word of the podcast. Yep, yep. We we end up higher on the list. We're, we're actually it, it varies where you look, but we're Pretty high Usually up. pretty ranked in the top 50. Yeah, yep, we're pretty high up. Yeah. So, with that being said, keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper. Go outside and play. Go outside and play. Bye.